0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Mind of Dom. I finally did a fifth fucking podcast. I heard a lot of people were talking shit online. According to my very good friend, co-host Andy Klein here,
1: I'm trying to count. I'm trying to count the five. What are the five? This is the fifth. I,
0: hold on, I had Big Man Little Man podcast. That's one, which was received with critical acclaim.
1: No one ever uh, talks about it. No one talks yes, about that podcast.
0: Yes, they do. All the fucking-
1: no, no one's no one's trading the episodes on on the dark web forums.
0: What else? I had the son of LeBron podcast
1: of LeBron. That's all sports. Um, Which again, see, received critical acclaim um, across the sports podcast arena. Chris Lamberth mentioned the other day that he did that podcast. He was on that podcast. So he He, still remembers it.
0: He did. He did. We had actually a really good interview on that podcast. I think we talked, um, what's that basketball movie um, about the kids uh, out of Chicago. You mean Hoop Dreams? Hoop Dreams. Yeah, Yeah. we talked about Hoop Dreams. Then I had Stressing, which you were the last episode on Stressing before my whole life fucking
1: was upside down. That was episode three, by the way. The last Mm -hmm. episode was episode three.
0: And then, all right, so that's four. It's four podcasts. This is my fourth. (laughs) The fourth one's a charm. I don't give a
1: fuck. I'm going to just keep creating. So the goal then, because, all right, Big Man, Little Man had how many episodes? Like five? Uh, no, the Big Man, Little Man podcast had like
0: 10 episodes.
1: Okay, 10 episodes. And then Son of LeBron was like three? Three. I okay. had three episodes. <laughs> Stressing was three.
0: Stressing was three. So that's three, that's 16 times three we average i'm averaging what three in the sixteen five five episodes look at tim and this fucking
1: big ass forehead i just turned off tim's video popping you- up on the screen if he wants to tag in that's good so you've done a total of like 16 episodes across three podcasts
0: yeah so we gotta get what we gotta get to 12 podcasts on this one. <laughs> nigga i gotta fix god <laughs> damn you you don't know you your shit look fucked up until you're looking at yourself on a camera <laughs> Well, but you got your chest hair out, like I don't know. Oh, that's because <laughs> I'm in my motherfucking room right now. That's listen. This this podcast is going to take many fucking uh, transformations. It's going to be in a lot of different places, doing a lot of different fucking things. And right now, it's nine o'clock on a Monday, and I just finished watching episode four of The Last Dance. And I've been in my fucking pajamas and robe all day long. I'm not really doing shit. So yesterday was Father's Day.
1: Yeah. Uh, Tim just, uh, sent you a message in the chat, uh, yeah, we'll put on some, <laughs> so
0: this is how I eat granola with my chest hair is out. I don't give a fuck right now, but I feel like
1: me. this is the podcast that you want to last. So maybe you should have come to it with some more professionalism, you know, make you what? bought, we have to explain you, you announced this podcast on June 1st. Okay. okay? Today's June 22nd on What's Facebook. and less posted than the three flyer. weeks,
0: I got my shit together.
1: Posted the flyer. You were like, okay. "Hey, I'm starting a podcast," and then since then, it has been a whole lot of. uh I gotta get this desk. I got a light coming. I, I got thought, a mic stand. Man. I got. I got like all this stuff. I'm gonna get a new iPad. I got all these. And then now
0: change. I had to change lanes and gears, man, because I wasn't being creative. We was on lockdown. I really wasn't doing anything fucking creative, and then I just started doing some shit. And I thought I was going to do it in the basement primarily, right. which I am. Which when my wife allows you to back come into my house. Oh, I gotta,
1: I gotta go. I gotta come over there. Um,
0: yeah. oh, but, yeah. but you
1: have, to, uh, we have to explain this. You have a studio in your basement. You, you have a green screen coming. I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm going to be doing a lot of stupid shit with this. You're thing. gonna do? Yeah, I'm just that's what I'm saying. But and then when we finally came to record, you're like, fuck it, robe.
0: Robe in my room, and we had a comfortable <laughs> ass conversation. That pre conversation we did, we should have recorded that shit, but we
1: didn't. As As matter of fact, w-
0: this, seriously, this <laughs> put big head Tim Miller on here real quick because I know he ain't gonna last forever in this motherfucker.
1: Uh, Tim, do you wanna you wanna be shown on video? He has to, he has to consent. We can't just put people on, oh, we can put consent. them on. That's a
0: good word that we should f- we'll learn more about on the mind of Dom. <laughs> we'll be talking about things
1: like it's that. It's been a very hot topic in comedy the last few
0: days. Yes, it so we'll be talking about things like that. Uh, one of the goals of the podcast, like I said, it's called the mind of Dom because this was uniquely be the shit I filter. And outside of my wife, the second person that I fucking filter all of my bullshit out on is Andy.
1: So, when I take your call, um, <laughs> all right, here comes Tim. I got to unmute Tim.
0: All I see is this nigga teeth and his and the light shining off the top of his head, ladies and gentlemen. On a podcast right now is Timothy Miller. Tim, you might have to unmute yourself.
2: Hello, there how you are go. you doing? I'm good, man. How y'all doing? You look good, dog, man. Good, man. Happy belated Father's Day, you too, sir. How, How was feeling? it?
0: How was it? Yesterday, first of all, I didn't like it that you uh, got the same kind of book that I got for Father's Day. Where'd you get yours from? I don't know. My wife got it for me. Where'd oh, you get okay, yours from? Wife. My
2: sister. My sister got me mine. So just. I don't
0: know. Nigga, I thought. I think you got it yourself because that avatar had a hairline on it and shit.
2: I know i know I was that's that's the present I needed. that's all I needed, dog. <laughs> it looked just like yours though, except a little
0: it bit. it does different. that's why I'm offended by this shit, man.
2: <laughs> the little girl said
0: this your beard and your hairline ain't never
2: looked like that in your whole fucking life my whole life man you could see i mean this is a picture when I was two. I don't know who's seeing this one, but look at that shit, oh my. God. <laughs> Never, It's never been on point.
0: You and Randolph had the same hairlines, man.
2: Have you seen old pictures of Randolph when he got like a jerry curl? No. no.
1: (laughs) (coughs) Yeah, look through his Facebook. I think he posted some Throwback Thursday shit a long time ago.
2: Yo, if you ever get a chance, if you ever see, go through Randolph Terrence's uh, Facebook and look at that jerry curl picture when he got glasses on, that's why his ass had to take up karate, man. That's why, that's, that's why he boxing right now.
1: everybody with a Jerry curl is a black belt now. That's how it works.
2: All his life he had to fight. <laughs> I'm, um, trying to I'm trying to cook, man. I got one more, um, uh, hello <laughs> fresh to do. Oh, what are you cooking? That should look kind of good. What is that? It's a uh, pork. With a um where the pork at on that plate? I didn't see no pork. The pork is under the 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 glaze with the see the carrots and the onions. Oh, uh, okay. The potatoes. Yeah. It's what is this?
0: So that Hello Fresh? That's just a one serving type deal, or you can make it
2: more than? No, it's two. So uh, man, I
0: gotta start eating better. Man, I got titties now. I don't know what the fuck is going on with me, dog. Raw. Yeah. Eat raw.
2: <laughs> Just eat uh just eat raw carrots raw raw. You um. gained
0: any weight during the quarantine, or you got skinny and shit? I
2: lost I lost six pounds. You lost six
1: pounds. Yeah. Oh, cause uh, uh, right if you want to be on video,
0: take this motherfucker popped up Come like on in. the he popped up like the planter's peanut out of nowhere. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> we said his name five times. That's it, that's Hold man. on, I don't know why.
1: There wait, you go.
2: Wait just
3: a second. I know Wolfman Jack. Woo! <laughs> Coming, coming from the spies not trying to talk shit. I know that's not happening.
0: We heard, we heard you started doing kung fu because your ass had a jerry curl <laughs> in, in Texas. <laughs> and when the humidity would get up to 95 and shit, you getting all angry.
3: You look like a werewolf that is just about to start changing.
2: <laughs> Ooh, fuck.
1: Man. Like there was a full moon, but then a cloud came over. <laughs> your hair. And my hair.
0: looking good, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm not cutting this shit, man, because we're going to go in on another one soon, so I'm just getting used to getting one cut, maybe. Or I'm going to get a temple fade and let my shit grow out. Have you
1: ever cut your own hair? Like <laughs> in the mouth, Harry?
0: I'll buzz my shit, but I wouldn't cut my hair if it looked like this and shit. No, man. I need mean, my shit look good. <laughs> your wife won't cut it? Oh, fuck no. She might be able to do the back of my neck, but I'm not letting her do... No, uh-uh. uh-uh. I got my barber, but... I'm still iffy on letting a motherfucker put his hands on my
1: face right now. I got mine. Got, I cut, like, what was it, Monday? Last week well, on Wednesday, I got my hair cut. I went and Ooh. got my hair cut. You should have stayed home and cut it, because if you went to get that haircut, that shit is terrible. It just seems, it just rings so hollow coming from the, the way you're, Presenting yourself right now with your chest hair out. What are you
0: talking you just, about? You look, at the, look at the line you got, on my beard and shit. Look at just, my shit. It's nice. It's you just, just uncut.
1: <laughs> so, but you're lining up your beard.
0: You look like a robot
1: impersonating a human right now with that haircut. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. That doesn't even mean anything. Like, I understand that it was in the cadence of an insult. That doesn't mean it was one. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to keep this cadence the
0: whole fucking time. I think time, you're
1: right? rusty because you haven't been on stage
0: in three months. Yeah, I'm, I know, man. I, I don't. Is this don't the
2: podcast? Talk. Y'all just talk about each you know, like all I, I
3: was just, just hey. saying, And hey, all thinking.
0: I do is talk about y'all in my mind, anyway. So That's wait, what you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's
3: talk about Keith, why, let's talk about what Keith what Keith Blair was trying to bring in his picture his for a second. Let's talk about that
0: for a minute. What picture of this? What What are we talking you know, about? Keith
3: Blair, in your, in your little uh, look on his his there, little head, I, I like, see him. Zoom right, avatar.
0: Yeah. I oh, what him. he he trying to copy my shit?
3: You remember when remember when Tom Hanks came out with the picture where he looked like he was kind of black and they were calling him Tom Ladarius? <laughs> <Hey>.
0: <laughs> what this the is, fuck is Keith? Is he, he like
3: oh Keith Keith Cavon Blair? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Devante Keith, Keith
3: Devante. How about
1: uh, Keith Blair Underwood?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, my. Who, who? Oh, else he is, said he was in Jamaica. Everybody yeah, looks black in Jamaica. He was tanned up.
3: He <laughs> was tanned up.
0: Oh, man. So what y'all been up to, man?
3: Shoot, trying to live your life. You the one living like you like you were uh, Hugh Hefner right now. Listen, to I'm trying life.
0: to keep life simple, man. That's all you can do right now. Is keep it as simple as possible. If not, you're going to go crazy
2: in this shit. Yeah. That's it. Ain't no need to overcomplicate, man. Nope. Especially now.
0: Nope. I've just been keeping my shit simple. I talk to this motherfucker, Andy, every night at like 10 o'clock. And tell him like ninety nine of my fucking ideas that Is we can't like, use.
3: You want burden you <laughs> yourself to Andy,
0: dude? Andy, I tell Andy so many fucking ideas, and he'd be like, and it always comes out to the end of, maybe we should just take this
1: and let it grow. Yeah, <laughs> one step I mean, at a time. You got yeah. like you you want like green screen and CGI? You want like let's? What if we're in a spaceship?
0: I'd never well, say like- we wanted
1: some CGI. <laughs> let's meet up up on the path and uh, and do a sketch we'll do a little skit
0: we are (laughs) we're
1: gonna do sketches and
0: skits and I got stupid shit that I need to get out my brain for anybody not listening or listening now I mean one of the biggest things of putting it together was just keeping it real me and Andy were talking I've talked to Randolph um, about this as well but uh, (laughs) finding a fucking new avenue to like connect with people kind of force me to get my ideas out and do things. I kind of get stuck in perpetual motion where I wanna do shit or I got a bunch of shit and it's like half done and then I just stop like on my nineteen other podcasts that Here, I had. here's my take. write
2: write them.
0: I do write my <laughs> shit down. Write them bitch I got books. I write all my shit <laughs> me and the too. Thing is, write and them <laughs> You don't have no books. You got index cards that you hold together with a fucking safety pen That's that you bring to. <laughs> this is the roast. Have of you ever seen this? Was, have you was, ever just, seen this, motherfuckers? I was, uh, I was
3: like, honestly just about to say, Tim, you don't really carry a lot of books, brother. No, I don't carry the books with me. I write I have, them, I have, and then have I carry never the seen, little books with. me. I have never seen a, a Tim Miller
2: book. I've never let's go take a look then (laughs) I I happen to be at Tim's house (laughs) (laughs) I got me some books (laughs) let's (laughs) let's take a look shall we so let's see let's see all
0: these fucking wonderful ideas that you wrote here are that's your book yeah
2: these are the little books right And I want y'all to know,
0: little books is just a in, a bunch of index cards. They're a bunch of index cards
3: held together with a big one and big gorilla paper. binder clip. Yeah, a a binder clip. Yeah. Are
2: hold you hold in
3: on. a closet? I've seen you pull them out many times. Yeah. You ready?
2: We ready?
1: These are all joke books. Well, they are actually books.
2: under a lot of shit right now, but hold on. <laughs> oh, see, they're all in here.
0: See all of that? Okay. Well, that's me. But my shit don't be right. inside cabinets where I can't fucking get to them.
2: Well, that's the that's the older ones when I first started. Here are the newer ones <laughs> from right now.
0: This See? dude's showing off with all these books, and he do his podcast like
1: every three months. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've done. You've got, got three of them. <laughs> Dominic has sixteen episodes lifetime over three over three shows.
2: You guys, <laughs> I'm you saying a podcast, I'm, continually a I'm continually evolving though
0: <laughs> I'm continually evolving my shit has transformed into <laughs> what it is now
1: that's true you have I, we were talking about this You're, like, your Instagram used to look like an episode of Bodies in Motion on ESPN Yep. Uh, I used to just work out with my titties out all day long chest and right? and then you had like recently you had a gardening phase but, oh it's not a phase dog I'm about that yard life that's where I'm at now,
0: now Dominic Dominic <laughs>
2: Baby girl,
0: <laughs> thank you. That's the best compliment anybody oh, gives me. You look,
2: you look, she looks
3: just like you.
0: Thank you, I appreciate <laughs> it. Just like you,
3: she's, a, she's she wears, so cute. She wears a too robe.
2: cute.
3: Blair, <laughs> put the Ladarius picture up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> LD. A
3: robot
2: too? That's <laughs> yeah. was- Hugh Hefner.
3: Oh my God, Dominic! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Everybody gets hey, to roast Dominic. The reason why this is going to work, because this is my natural habitat, and this is how I go about doing my shit. I'm not... I think sometimes I get caught up on trying to make everything so fucking shiny, you know what I mean, that I never, I never get off the ground with a lot yeah. of shit. How do you know me? Uh, somebody... Are will- you...
2: Are you trying to be, are you trying to put something
0: out that's perfect or are you just Um, part of my like anxiety and narcissistic personality sometimes? Yes. Perfectionism trying Mm. to get the fucking Andy knows it. I want the right light. I need this fucking gadget. I need this thing. And I can just get fucking paralyzed
2: by all the little details instead of doing the shit. Yeah. No, man. Content consistency. Just do it.
0: The the
1: the end user doesn't know that there was another microphone that would have sounded three percent right. better. Right. Right. All they know is they're hearing you talking. That's yeah, it. but
0: that wouldn't be as fun talking to you about all the gadgets we're going to buy.
3: I don't, has, I
1: don't know about we. I got everything I need.
3: because <laughs> <laughs> you about being consistent before. I'm pretty sure you've you've, you've heard you've heard this from from somewhere.
0: Oh, uh, sure. we've heard it, and I'm gonna put it into motion now on my fourth podcast, The Mind of Dom. <laughs>
2: What <laughs> are the other three?
0: the uh, first one was the Big Man Little Man podcast, which was uh, was critically acclaimed.
2: Acclaimed,
0: acclaimed.
2: And you did a, you did.
1: <laughs> I criticized it. Yeah.
0: Then <laughs> yeah, there was okay. then there was uh, the Son of LeBron podcast, which was a pioneer in the sports fan uh, podcast.
1: Now industry. you had,
2: I think that's the one I listened to. That one was actually pretty good. <laughs>
1: Didn't you have like a like a Division One college coach lined up to be a guest? I did.
0: I, I get plenty of guests. I'm good at this shit. I just can't stay consistent with it, man. And this is what I'm hoping. This is why this is the first podcast we're kicking off on Mondays. I know everybody got shit to do on the weekends, and it's hard for me to do shit on the weekends. But every Monday, I'm going to jump in here, do some shit. Then I got like interviews and things lined up with people um, that hopefully get. Hopefully, I got my fingers crossed. I'll be uh, interviewing Jamali Maddox from uh, – uh, hate thy neighbor. I worked with him a couple uh, months back last year at at the Loft. Um, so he's going to come on. We're going to do some interviews. I got some interviews with a couple other people that I run into. So I, I just want to play around and do a bunch of different things and and keep it here to keep it one hundred. I don't think I'm coming back out to do comedy for a while. Um, <laughs> None of us are. <laughs>
1: but the shows are apparently yeah, starting.
0: But, yeah, shows are starting, and like I like for myself, I lined up a, a gig at the end of next month. Um, and I'm, I took the spot because I couldn't afford to like pass it up. It's, it's a good spot,
2: exactly. but,
0: but, uh, on the same token, I'm probably going to have to make a call and be like, I can't do it. You know what I mean? And that's the catch 20, you know what I mean? That's you caught between a rock and a hard. Well, but what's, what show is that? I'd be, uh, I think I'm, I'm hosting for Michael Yo when it comes to DC at the end of next month. At the comedy loft. <laughs> at the comedy loft. So,
3: um, Ain't he the dude that, it almost took him out of the game. Either. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that's the thing, man. Like you get you,
2: back out there? Ooh, yeah, man. It's, it's that money, man. It's that money. <laughs> Damn. He and had COVID. He had COVID and pneumonia. Yes, yeah, he you did. want his story.
3: Yeah. He's the one who was like, he was in the, he was in the ER, like I'm going to die.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy, he man. In
3: bed alone, <laughs> I'm going
2: to die.
1: Yeah, know?
2: but he was he was exhausted though. That's kind of what happened with DL. Like, they're both exhausted, so that kind of affects your body differently.
0: And so does the coronavirus.
2: <laughs> well, that's...
0: <laughs> you can just be regular exhausted, and then you'd be coronavirus exhausted, and you fucking die.
1: But then if you ha- if you have this spot you know, at the end of July, you're going to want to do spots leading up to that to get ready. That's right. the issue. Now, where am I going to get that at? Where am I going to be able
0: to run ideas or shoot the shit or do whatever? I- <clears> maybe <throat> I do it through here? Just,
2: yeah. You know, listen, you know what I mean, and, and yeah, uh, jump on. You stage. don't need the audience, man.
3: Listen, just plug back into the act, and just get on stage, and just go by muscle memory. It's gonna be your first time on stage, and that's that's that perfectionist in you trying to jump back out into the scene.
0: Oh, I know,
2: I know.
3: I just went. I just, went through, I just did my first Zoom show Friday night. It was the same, same shit, and I didn't, I didn't even have like a comment field, so I'm, I'm like, I'm fucking bombing, and then. The, it was on a, the comment field was on Twitch, and the girl who ran the show was reading the comments back to us, and they was like, well, oh, I was killing in the comments, so mm-hmm. I'm, I was doing... Is
0: that going to be our new shipment? I was killing, I was killing in the, the comments. Com- Man, you should have yeah, seen those I comments. should have seen me in the do. comments, I'm dog. You
3: should have the comments at the same time I'm going on. I can do that, you know, but you ain't seeing the comments, <laughs> and then you just, oh, that shit. I'm like, I'm in this. I'm doing this all alone.
2: I don't you know. You just... You're just talking to a camera almost. Right, right. And like you don't. Right.
1: It depends on and, how and do you do it though.
3: Audience, you'll have an audience. So, I mean, it's just going to be muscle memory.
1: But also, you know what's a good way to shake off rust is just watch all your old videos.
0: Yeah.
3: You'll lock, yeah.
1: Back, you'll, you'll lock back into the act. It's only three months ago. It's not that long ago. Andy, you're yeah. breaking up. I'm breaking up? Yeah, you're breaking up right Still? now. Still?
3: yeah yeah no you're good all right i think he's just saying that so because he don't want to take your advice yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs)
0: no i'm I'm, I'm not listening (laughs) to that shit i will and that's the thing i gotta figure some things out so that's my goal with this um i put out like my first video the little like uh a video i put out on instagram and just doing little (laughs) things like that um i shit man i I can't believe it's gonna be my fifth year at the end of this year
3: you know what I suggest you should do um do like a live a live Facebook video, just talking to the camera, just start talking, yeah, yeah, I've done a couple of those. Just start talking about something, just talk to the camera or just do like a uh an Instagram video and just decide something you want to talk about and just talk about it for like nine for like a minute, just to get in the habit of talking again,
0: and that's what it is and uh, and that's don't what don't we're gonna, gonna do it, here. By the way don't don't do that
3: just be yourself and just and just talk. you know that's the thing that at least we've had this. And as far as Andy and myself and, and Tim catching up now doing his own podcast, is that we've been able to to keep the juices flowing, to keep the being funny and to keep the talking flowing.
1: Well we've done uh nine hundred and thirty four <coughs> episodes. Hey of, Tim, uh,
3: I, we're going and, um and we didn't let the we didn't let the Rona stop us. Right. Just, and and I and I feel like Doing these Zoom shows, you actually got a little better at it, to
0: tell you the truth. I hope so. I've been fucking. I'm, I don't I want to jump on these Zoom shows, but I'm. I'm going to try it now and see what's going on, and then just take it from there. Have hey, you Tim, been writing? Because I haven't. I have been, been writing. I have yeah. been writing. I write jokes. I put things on my phone all the time. Little <laughs> ideas, things that I want to talk to. Because I definitely think there's going to be like a transition of me going into a little bit more different areas um, than what I did before before the virus i was already kind of transitioning to that staying a little bit more current on topics and and taking something relevant and current like off the news or i just saw that day or something like that and taking it right to the stage and then the fucking breaks came on everything hey tim we're gonna i'm gonna kick you off real quick and then we're gonna bring in one or two other people i know you gotta grab something to eat tim miller ladies and gentlemen yeah i'm still be watching all right all right brother all right
3: why don't you eat this online
2: (laughs) (laughs) me.
0: (laughs) Um, Another thing I want to do with the podcast, let's see if he wants to come on, is I want to, like, interact with a lot of the people that I've met over time in these last couple years, either through Instagram, on Facebook, um, uh, through the Three Guys on podcast, we're doing additional podcasts, even through being on stage. Um, And I want to reach out and talk. And when we have interviews with people, bring some of the fans in, bring some of the people that support us in, that uh, talk to us during the week, touch base on our posts, things like that. Um, if Keith, you want to jump on, uh, just type in the com- in the comments, if you want to get in, um, for anybody who comes into the chat room right now, just type into the p- comments. If you're willing to be on video and we'll punch you up, we'll give you a heads up. Uh, Andy is running that show,
1: um, right now. Yeah. Well, Keith, maybe he has stepped away cause he hasn't replied, but, okay. um, is that, is that Mike
0: B? be? That's on here as that, well? well. That is Mike B. am <laughs> right. Romaine. let's throw romaine been in there for a minute let's throw romaine in there i want to touch base with romaine
1: Romaine, you want to come on (laughs) i don't i don't want him to be what if he doesn't have his shirt on he's got like chest hair sticking out all over the place i mean who would come on a podcast looking like that listen man
0: i'm 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 gonna leave it like this next time i might have no shirt on how about that you just said, oh, you hairy motherfucker. You- <laughs> uh, somebody said, let me, first of all, don't be coming on the fuck. If you a fan, don't be trying to come off the chat, trying to be funny and shit. Cause I'm going to throw you off really quickly.
1: Well, what right? if, what if he has a robe on
0: also? And then you like, you guys match. That's that bullshit. Don't, don't try it. There's only one person in charge of this that can wear a robe. And that's me. If you come on the screen and I see a robe, you getting thrown off immediately. That's the Mike, way we're going to go. By. Mike B is not going to come on. He say, he said. Right now. He's All just, right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you, Mike B. Ladies gentlemen, Mike B. And check Do out his podcast. You doing housework at 930 at night? You fucked up.
1: You maybe people stay- just don't want to get roasted. you just Eli. trying maybe, to stay busy. <laughs> maybe they just don't want to come on and have someone clown them.
0: Listen, people love talking shit to me online. That's what you got to understand. I'm about this life 100% 24-7. If you comment on here, know what you're getting yourself into. What we doing this shit, anyways? Mike said he's chilling right now.
3: Mike ain't chilling right now. Mike, 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 he ain't dressed no kind of way. Yeah, do <laughs> rag on.
1: Yeah, he didn't know. He's he needs to get like a Zoom alias so we won't know it's him. <laughs> Ask him to come on. Romaine stepped away from his computer. He hasn't even replied. Yeah, All
0: his, right. his computer's just on. Well, let's talk about some things. Another reason why the podcast took forever is because when I announced it a couple weeks ago, we were going to jump in. We probably would have jumped in sooner, but the fucking world caught on fire. And um, that shit was heavy. What's that?
3: It's for Andy. We're posting this,
1: right? Uh, I guess we'll post it. Yeah. Well, yeah, Yeah. we should post it. We'll make it like our Thursday episode this week. We'll do a cross promotion.
0: Yeah. All right. Dope. Dope. So, Oh, sorry. I kicked that, but that's the thing, man. Uh, we've been talking about this offline, um, in text messages and phone calls amongst each other. Um, and I have a lot of mental fatigue lately too. I haven't been going to the therapist, um, since the whole quarantine. So trying to figure out, um, how I'm gonna balance my anxiety. Why haven't you been going? Uh, I, the person that I had didn't have a great setup to do, uh, online huh. therapy. And I ain't got the fucking, uh, uh, what, what I want to say? I, I just can't stay locked in on a telephone call or something like that. I would get, oh, too I distracted. get Video like this. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think, reach-
1: uh, I'm pretty sure, um, my wife has done video therapy with her. Mine does this. Does she? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's right. Me and Andy's wife go to the same therapist. So, um, uh yeah, I'm gonna reach out again and try to get that started up. But one of the biggest things I did was just well, you gotta make
1: sure you buy you gotta buy a new microphone first, so she can hear you yeah. clearly. You make, make sure, you sure
0: gotta... I got everything set up.
3: New microphones, new lighting.
1: <laughs> you can't make new light, green screen.
3: Gotta have a new robe. That's shame how I get look
0: listen. I'm not gonna <laughs> shave my chest, man. I'm not gonna I like it, man. Chest naked for the rest of my life. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna let my hair grow out. Some gray needs to come in my beard. I just need to figure some things out, man. But it's a lot of shit going on. Um yeah. Dude, Dude
3: it, it, my therapist my therapist said her business
0: has skyrocketed. I bet. I bet. I bet it has. Um, right isn't that now.
1: weird that like it seems like for a lot of people the only barrier between them and mental health is the drive?
3: Yeah. Like, it turns out
1: they would just rather be all fucked up. Uh, not necessarily. Though. Because I, they'd I, rather I, not
0: drive somewhere? Well, I mean, it depends because I could be very honest that this will work of sitting in front of a therapist, but I will tell you the biggest thing that helped me was sitting in a room physically with someone and having to be uncomfortable and talk that real shit. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's difficult sharing your emotions with people, um, especially when they're in the physical presence of you. You can send a text and maybe you can talk on the phone and shit, but like, you know what I mean? Conveying that emotion back and forth. And that's what the therapist that I have now helped me um, do is just be, say some real shit, break down, be in the presence of another person and just kind of be unloading my shit. And now
1: it's just kind of keeping it simple. With because we've been doing podcasts now with Skype first and then Zoom, and that was a little bit different and not exactly natural at first, and now it has gotten to be pretty natural. Like, it, yeah. it, I think that hump you'll get over if you just do it a few times, you know.
2: Yeah, and I know,
0: I'm going to. Well, we were at a place in my therapy. Um, for people who are just listening to the podcast or you know, known before, like, I have anxiety, I suffer from depression. <laughs> Um, anxiety is my constant thing, um, that goes on with me. Um, and I was making a lot of breakthroughs with my therapist. I went through a lot of shit and, uh, right before the virus, we were talking about taking a break anyway, because she felt like in the, where I was at my therapy and where I wanted to possibly go on my next step that maybe we'd take a break, breathe a little bit, see, take what I've learned, process it and stuff like that. And then, like I said, the world kind of slowed down shut down for a minute and that's where i stand right now so um one of the things i want to do with the podcast is talk to real shit um I, a lot of people reach out um dm etc um especially when i'm talking about mental health issues and the things that are going on in my brain and how i deal with them um how my family deals with them and things like that so i want to talk about that i'm going to have discussions with people um talking about the mental health aspect of uh of being a person being Puerto Rican being brown being black dealing with those issues and and talking about those things um yeah, yeah. living in an all-white suburb yeah <laughs> but I live in cash burn that's the other thing people don't know about me and Andy like people think we're just comedy friends but we literally like next door neighbors which we wouldn't have known that but we're like maybe a, a mile right behind a block from each other we're like y'all it's a it's five minutes
3: y'all got the clan
0: out there too we've been had the clan out here it's not like, there's a lot of people so where we live at we live in Cashburn, Ashburn Virginia and Loudoun county um so, I don't know man we've been me and Andy been talking about this it's weird to see uh some of the things that are going on because um, i've seen where we lived at, Nandy and could speak more to it uh, evolve. I moved out to where i 'm at in the suburb to be blunt and honest, only knowing to chase the, what I thought was the American dream, basically the cookie cutter steps. you move out to the best suburbs and to whats have the best schools and the things like that and um, i haven't realized it until now like my son's going to be eighteen next year and things like that. The diversity and the cultural and the community um, lessons that you lose when you kind of come out to the suburbs and to areas like this, you get stripped down of it. I didn't really notice that, um, where I was in life before I started comedy and just opening up my brain and stuff to where I'm at now is two totally different places. And we're seeing that a lot and with everything popping off and what we're seeing, um, in the world today, uh, it's kind of coming home. Me and Andy have seen some things like that. Randolph sent me a, a letter, uh uh, an article about the, in the Loudon Times, basically it was a Black Lives Matter protest out here, uh, March, um, and at the March, some All Lives Matter motherfuckers tried to come out with their guns in Purcell, uh,
1: Virginia. <laughs> per- it, yeah, it's, it's spelled Purcellville, but that, those L's in the middle, people just, it's Perceville. you know, like that's, <laughs> that's nice. exactly. They just gave up in the middle of that word. It's just, per- just it's always Purcellville. They gave
0: up like the Confederates did. It's Perseveril, and and that's what we're seeing now. Um, speaking of that article that Randolph sent me, I reached out to the writer of that article, and I'm, we're going to have him um, on the podcast. Yeah. So basically,
3: uh, uh, we're going to podcast go.
0: Yeah. So we're going to talk about one thing I've become fascinated with is local government and um, the ins and outs of being king shit kind of in, in these, like these towns like this, like you don't understand that. Like sometimes you go into the, like I'm going to the voting booth. I'm not the most fucking well-read person on tons of things I'm learning. And I'll go into the booth and I know who I'm voting for. Like on the primary challenges, this is the Senator. This is the house of representatives, this, but then I don't know who the fuck this comptroller is. You know what I mean? Or, who this other person is run? You know what I mean. Down yeah. the docket, those things. The county commissioner,
1: supervisor,
0: yeah. super county supervisor. Come to find out, okay. these people. Okay. Have, the
3: attorney general.
0: Yeah, these people end up having a lot more sway in influencing a lot of the things that you see in the area um, around you. And I reached out to a gentleman um, that hopefully we can talk to here in the next week or two about the changing demographics in places like where we live at in Loudoun County, Virginia, that are seeing a massive influx
1: of blue changing a place that was once what, Andy, you would say it was? It was red. I mean, it was I grew up around here, but we're kind of in the middle of the county. And west of us, it's still probably pretty red. But where we are is where all the population is. So all the blue like Loudoun County went went squarely blue in the last presidential election. And Northern Virginia in general did. So you still see, like, you know, like we've talked about on three guys on my neighbor across the street, threw up a Blue Lives Matter flag in the midst of all the George Floyd protests. Uh, He has gun bumper stickers all over his Jeep, of course. Is that the
0: guy that your wife sent a picture out today that was standing outside in the street?
1: That's a different guy. So Andy (laughs) got an influx of uh, the guy out in the street has the Rush Limbaugh license plate uh uh-huh. um not not like a license plate frame that says i love Ru-. the literal license plate uh says rush Limbaugh. that's that guy he's been here since we moved here uh as a, he was just i don't know he's he doesn't strike me as a redneck but he does walk around with his shirt off with a beer all the time so i mean he's got the <laughs> let tendencies say,
3: let me just say you coming from texas that's redneck
1: I mean, he, I know he hunts. I know he had, like, at one point, he had a deer head mounted on his wall because I was walking by once and the what window was open.
3: You're saying his redneck behavior um,
1: at the beginning of coronavirus when it was all locked down. He has three daughters, and uh, he let them set up a, a zip line from the deck into the woods. So you know, it's just redneck <laughs> oh, inventions. And I hope they, yeah, they never, they never. Am
0: oh, It's funny too, man. Out here in my wife's complex and at the other place. Man, there was some fools that had a motherfucking inflatable pool
2: in a garage.
1: Uh, Rush Limbaugh guy has an inflatable pool <laughs> above ground pool in his backyard. So there's another house on the next street over that has one that they bring out on weekends in their driveway, but then they put it away. Listen, if
0: I put an inflatable pool outside my house on white people probably come and poke a hole in it. You see the shit they can get away with? <laughs>
3: That shit's are nasty, dude. Nobody puts chlorine in an inflatable
0: pool. You're only was... supposed to use that one day and then empty all the water out. They'd be swimming in it all weekend. And oh, shit. no,
1: he's it was turning green one day. The water was turning green. I don't oh, know what they did. Oh, It's still cloudy. It's not green anymore. It's still cloudy, but there's no that, way to that, drain that,
3: it. get the life-killing amoebas in that shit, that motherfucker, the shit. That yeah, that you, you the can blood. drain that shit. You just
0: tip yeah. it over and fill it the fuck up with some new water.
1: But it's in your backyard. There's no, it's nowhere for it to go. You know, you got to, like, funnel it out somehow. Dirty shit.
0: Funnel his ass out. Well, one of the
1: reasons why... You want to know what the... uh, We had an old, like, four-step ladder. Like, you know, the type of ladder if you want to change a light bulb or whatever. It was old. It's covered in, like, dried paint. We've had it for years. We threw it... We put it out to throw away. And it wound up in this guy's backyard. To get into the pool? That's how they get into the pool. Oh, my... I hope they get... (laughs)
0: fucking gangrene like a splinter in their foot and then they die from a fucking splinter in well, their I, foot.
1: I don't want the kids to get gangrene. They're just kids. Oh, man. But he does get in the pool with them sometimes.
2: Oh, my Ugh. gosh.
0: <laughs> this town is changing. We're part of the change. So that's one of the things we're going to touch base. Reach out on. Uh, it
3: changing, though.
0: It is changing. It's changing. Um, yeah, they're, they're the minority, of those guys. They're the minority, and that's why they're doing the death rattle a lot more than what they're used to. Um, one of the things that I'm going to talk to him about, um, and I fuck, I lost my train of thought. The oh, I reached the article. Yeah, the guy that wrote a, the article. We're going to reach out. We're going to talk about some of the things like in the area, the city government, what he's seen. Um, he got flack for the article for the reason being that he was pointing out the obvious in the area. And what caught my eye was the comments. So supposedly, well, not supposedly, in the comments, excuse me, turns out they had a picture in the paper of a bunch of all live matter protests, gunned up two a the whole fucking bullshit. So that comment got that picture got spread online on Facebook. And then the people got outed on Facebook. Okay, one of the persons had a security clearance and went, took it to another level and literally showed up. At the person's house who posted it on Facebook, um,
1: so that's the that's the shit that I just was like. It really, so he was pictured with the guns, yeah, disrupting was, a Black Lives Matter rally.
0: They were in the, like I guess there was a gun store in Purcell,
1: yeah, yeah, and Purcellville.
0: Uh, in Purcellville, and there's a gun store that was along the route. So these motherfuckers met up at the gun store and then just was like standing outside being stupid and shit. Somebody took a picture put it on the Loudon County times page that got spread around on Facebook. And I went down a rabbit hole of another world of like a town that's like interactive on Facebook. And that shit was crazy, man.
1: Oh, you found a local message boards. What, but it was all Facebook. Okay.
3: Well, they, do, they do that over here where I'm at.
1: It was just, it was all
0: Ashburn yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Like They
3: do that over here. They the, the little community. will have a community. Fucking message board, and it, yeah. it just devolves into people just talking shit about each
1: other. Yep,
0: yep. So I dug uh, down that, and that's now I'm intrigued. Now, me, we got to find out more. And those are some of the things. Like so, he, but the guy,
1: number. the guy with the gun, was the guy who had a clearance. Yes, and he went. He tracked down the guy who posted this thing on Facebook. Yeah, and what and, he, he went the, to his house, the, and the, what the, happened? I, it looks <laughs> like people started <laughs> deleting
3: in the comments. Don't that you go to somebody's house trying to get rowdy. Don't you lose your fucking clearance?
1: You haven't broken the law, so you might not. Um, but you're you started The thread started
0: disappearing after that. So that's when I knew it was real.
1: Because yeah. you could tell where people were
0: deleting their comments now because they didn't yeah. want things. So what did he do,
1: though, when he showed up at
0: the person's you house? Don't, he, I, like you don't know? It went Facebook dead. Okay. You know what I mean? It looked like people were like, all right, I'm out of this.
3: He went over and got rowdy, and nobody wants to talk about it now.
0: Yes,
1: that's what I took out of it. Yeah. So that's why you got to get yourself a ring doorbell to record all interactions. Oh, I do.
0: My wife is heavy on to get the fucking ring doorbell like ASAP. That's the next
1: thing we're going to pick up. Yeah, and it like, has a camera. You can record the podcast on it. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing ring doorbell podcasts. <laughs> that's
3: <sure>. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I,
1: got, I got the doorbell and I got the, the uh, spotlight cam out back. So one of us can be on the porch. One of us can be out back who can record the podcast that way. Yeah, I need the spotlight in the back of my house. That's the one
0: I want. <laughs> I want that spotlight. I also want to be able to talk shit to people from the door.
1: Yeah, you I've never used I mean. that feature, but
0: my father does that shit.
3: He will talk to people. He was he was up here fucking with people down in Texas.
1: <laughs> talk. To oh, on yeah, that's
0: phone? right. You could talk to him on the phone or the iPad. So the music's yeah. the <laughs> Oh man, do we got anybody in the chat that we want to bring in right now?
1: I don't know what happened to Romain. I think he stepped away because he hasn't been in the chat, but he's still technically on the in the waiting room or whatever. Oh, Romain's oh, been drawing. Romain. Right. Well, Last if you want to come in, Romain? We'll tag you in.
3: Listen to John, and by when he draws, he has his dick out. So I
2: mean, <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's probably drawing with his dick. This yeah, that's long ass Jamaican bad. dick. Did I just say that on a podcast? I'm. <laughs> yeah, he's listening, and,
1: listening,
0: he's, and drawing. He's Listening and drawing.
1: Yeah, maybe he'll, maybe he'll draw like a, a he'll draw Dominic as a superhero or something.
0: Oh man. Oh, uh, what was some? Oh, so uh, you know what? I'm glad Randolph's on now because it was something. Me and I was going. I told Andy to remind me to talk about. Um, So another thing we're going to talk about, me and Andy talk about a lot, is uh, the business of comedy. Um, Some of the things that um, I get to see behind the scenes and navigate. um, Because to keep it 100, uh, I don't look at this as a fucking hobby. Um, I want to be able to do this on some real shit. You know what I mean? And I get opportunities and we get things that pop up and come up. And uh, something that... um, really put comedy in perspective for me on some things was, uh, about last year. Yeah, it was last year, right? January of last year. Um, I, I opened up for, for, um, the Hodge twins.
3: <laughs> that was, All right.
0: Yeah. It was last year, last January. So let's put some things in
1: perspective. Yeah. 2019. Yeah, it uh,
0: yeah. So, um, Let's put some things in perspective, because when I say Hodge twins and if people know about them, their minds automatically go here. So um, I knew about the Hodge twins, but because I'm a retired meathead, so I used to lift weights really all the fucking time. It was on my Instagram feed. I was big as a house. And um, yes, Stephen, they are Trumpers. So uh, very much so. So, but at the time, I did not know this. I knew them as two big dudes that used to do YouTube videos.
1: They were at part the, of like, they were doing like fitness videos on yes. YouTube. Yeah. And they, and they, they kind of, I don't wanna say, I won't say drifted, but they started doing like funny stuff. You know, and yeah. so there was these two muscular fitness video guys joking around in their twins, doing,
0: doing dick jokes. Twins are two good-looking dudes. They got, a, they developed a strong following. Like I said, I saw one or two of their videos. They were always gym-related videos. My son started watching them um, at the time, and I had, he asked me because um, I, he had to sign up to see some of their videos, and I let him watch it because I didn't think of it. This is I'm talking.
1: sharing the screen right now. This is what they're about.
0: And this is, this is them right there. So, um, I met, I go, uh, the Todd's twin. So I get, uh, the opportunity to, um, open for them. Um, and it was a two man show. So it was my first time being at this club that I wanted to work at, you know what it's I mean? These guys are like
1: diamond and silk basically. Basically.
0: Yeah. So, but again, I didn't know that that's who they were at the time. And, um, I get the chance to open them. I think I talked this set over with Andy, too. Like, hey, this is what I got to do, and da, da 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 And I go to uh, work with these dudes. Totally nice when I meet mean them. I don't know nothing. We shake hands. Pleasant conversation. They're actually there with their wives, these two little Lexina, uh women that were there. Um, and I get on stage. I do my shit. Uh, the crowd's a little rowdy. Uh, I, I get through it. I have a whatchamacallit. They come on right after me. Um, And when they came on, like crowds into them, blah, blah, blah. They got their first 10 minutes or so good. And then from there, the wheels falls off and they start talking about trans shit and they start talking about, you know, what I mean, Trump shit and it's liberal this and this, that. And. I'm shocked as fuck, man, I don't know what to fucking do. And then the kicker is the next show they want me to open up even longer um, up top. You know what I mean? Because they weren't used to more of like a traditional comedy setup. Yeah. They don't have the time. So I stretch out, I'm pull, I'm scraping everything at the time out in the barrel. I think I do every one of my fucking jokes Mm -hmm. and I have a good set and what you call it. And they go on, they're even harder. The second show. And that's what, and I was, That's when I realized, you know what I mean? Like what I was into and I felt some kind of way about it. Cause on one hand I was performing at a club that I was dying to get a chance to perform at and the host and the open, you know what I mean? I have a goal and a plan, but on the other hand, I'm like, fuck, I felt like I kind of sold myself out. But also they weren't like that in the green room. Yeah. They weren't like that in the green room. And I'm taking, this is where I learned like the number one thing of comedy in a club perspective is that the club got to make money first. That's Mm -hmm. all the fuck they worried about. You know what I mean? They ain't worried about if they putting you in a rock in a hard place. Once you say yes, it's about that check. You know what I mean? And once I said yes, you know what I mean? That's up to me to be able to to do my research and read up and what you call. But I was gung-ho. I came in and what you call. I do the thing with them, I shake hands, I kiss babies, I have a good set with the club, I'm good. I felt some kind of way. I took pictures with them, I shouted them out, did the necessary shit you got to do after. Thank you for da 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 da, but I felt some kind of way. You
1: exchanged like protein shake recipes. Yeah,
0: we did. We took pictures. They follow me for a while on Instagram. I that was the first thing. <laughs> I got I got what <laughs> you call got a whole bunch of new fans and then um, I started seeing them make that turn, and where it really fucked me up was that my son, I validated everything they said because I stood on stage with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it cost me a lot. Um, it cost me inside, just how way I felt, and just kind of seeing the game change my perspective on how I approached it business wise. But then the other thing was it cost me issues in the house because on one hand i I validated. A whole lot of bullshit that these dudes said to what my son because if i'm cool with them then you know what i mean this got to be cool and then on the other hand i got another son in the house that everything they said on stage was an attack against him mm-hmm. you know what i mean and um
2: i haven't so felt good
1: about that shit for a minute Did your son like like so start like watching their videos or subscribe to them or was he yeah, already he- aware he was already aware of them. He was
0: been watching. Cause like when I said, yo, I'm going to do the Hodge twins. He was like, what? I watched them on YouTube. You know what I mean? At this time, I'm not heavily looking at my son's shit. You know right. what I mean? You know what I mean? He's like, I see him on YouTube. I'm all right. Cool. They're just, they say dick jokes and shit. He's a 13 year old boy. Fine. Or whatever the case was. At the, I think it was 14. Um, and that shit really fucking like really fuck with me. Um, for, for a minute. And I talked to people about this. Like, um, how I felt about opening up for somebody like that and then moving forward it made a conscious effort of I tell Andy all the time like looking at who I want to work with and moving forward and you can't let the club kind of put that up to you because you don't know what the fuck is going on and the next time that they got a chance to come around the town I told them I told a person like I don't know if you want to fuck with them because they're, they're
1: this this and that um well also they I mean, that's the thing that happens you know, like I say this all the time. These days, especially in the D.C. scene, you can make choices like that. 20 years ago, you had one club. You, you couldn't say no. You know what I mean? You had to just kind of take it. Um, when Shane Gillis had his thing about, you know, he got fired from SNL and people were saying he was being racist and all that. And then like a couple months later, he starts booking himself again in comedy clubs. And a lot of the comedy clubs were like, we want to get a woman opener or a minority opener to kind of give cover because he was the guy that people were calling racist so they're sort of using the opener um, unbeknownst to the opener to sort of say hey the show is diverse and you know we're giving uh, th- this comics doing the show which means they're cool with the headliner so you should be too and it's kind of the perception becomes reality even though the openers for the most part have never met the headliner
3: Tim, And I, Tim said he was asked who'd you get asked for Shane Gillis I can see that
1: yeah, a few people were asked that we know that got,
3: yeah, know, at various
1: clubs. Yeah. And so...
0: I got asked know. about that date range. I know exactly what you're talking about. And that's some of the things that um, you experience in this shit that we don't normally just don't talk about because you get a little bit nervous. Where I'm at in comedy, I'm a, I'm still a newbie. Um, and uh, And you don't want to say no. You don't want to make waves you you don't want to um cost yourself opportunities you know what i mean
3: yes but you need to ask yourself is these opportunities that you're costing yourself what are they worth
0: that's what i learned so like i said and it wasn't worth it like that was the first time and the last time
3: i don't fault you for the the learning of it i don't i don't fault people for the learning of it you know you learn when you learn you know For me, it was, um, uh, you know, I don't remember who I worked with who I was like, I I can't do this shit no more. (laughs) You know, but everybody kind of has that moment. Like, I I can't do this shit no more. Mm -hmm. Not going to do this shit no more. You
0: just don't. There was a moment I was behind. I was in the green room, and they started talking about Caitlyn Jenner where I felt horrific. I did. And I felt like a bitch because I talk mad shit like, oh, ain't nobody go big, we do da, 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 And here I am in a green room. I could have walked fucking home. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I could have been like, no. And I could have, and I didn't. And when I didn't take a stand or I wasn't knowledgeable about the situation I was in, then the next repercussion was, I. like I said, I validated uh, these two dickheads on stage. <laughs> and <laughs> then know? on
3: the other side, I did a show with, the, the day that Jenner came out, Remember when Jenner did that thing on ABC and it came and it came out, they did the whole special on ABC. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was working with Greer Barnes that weekend at McGooby's. And we watched that together in the green room. Myself, Greer, and um Josh Coderna. <laughs> we watched that, we watched that whole coming out thing together before the second show. Yeah. <laughs> that whole coming out thing. And 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 I say that to juxtapose a guy like Greer against these two fucking idiots because Greer's Greer's thing. And my thing was like, I'm still going to be calling him Bruce for a while. Cause in my
0: mind, he's been Bruce Jenner my whole life. I was like, yeah, I, I get it.
2: <laughs> I,
0: and, and the I funny thing it. with them, man, was it stick. Like that's what people thought I was making. Like, when I, you pull the curtain back, it, they're despicable for doing it, but it's shtick. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's shtick. They know exactly what they're doing.
3: Right. They
0: right. know exactly what they're doing. Which makes them worse. Yes. I agree. I agree. And that was something, like I said, I had to like, figure out, see, look, be a part of. Um, those are things that when you're really trying to do this shit, you got to make some real decisions about what you're not going to do. And uh, I remember the first time it popped up to me, like I said, I had to learn on the fly. Those are things that um, I point out to. That's also why I don't, when it comes to people like them, the Candace Owen types and stuff, my reaction normally isn't as uh, taken aback because I, I, I've seen The Wizard of Oz. I, I know what they're doing is, is you know what I mean, for
1: coins, basically. Mm-hmm. So did you have to... Um like talk your son out of liking them or like, see yes. that? okay.
0: Yes. And it took a bit, you know what I mean? My son has told me a couple of times, like you do one thing is hypocritical. You know what I mean? And I was one of the things of now, what's the next level of the shit that I do? How do I present myself? What I'm talking about? Um, things like that. But I know we kind of went off on some, but this is something that I talked to Andy about. This is something I talked to my wife about. Um, just the, the way the game is and those decisions on what you can do. And like my wife always goes, it's an easy thing you know I mean? for a person, not in a comedy game. It's always, you know what I mean? She's able to point out the simplicity of it. It's not that hard. Well, that there's just a, there's you have a to moment just deal
1: with the consequences. In comedy, there's a moment where you there's a point early on where you don't really feel comfortable um, saying no to any gig. You know, you're like I got, I got a gig, I got to take it. I can't say no. I don't want to ruin a yeah. relationship with the club. And there's a there's a comes a point when you do become comfortable saying no. Now some people that's three years in, some people it's 15 years in. Uh, it's different for everybody. I mean, talking about coming back after the quarantine, there are some people who will come back, who have already come back last week or this week or next week, and there are other people who are like, you know, what I'm comfortable saying no and waiting it out. I'm not going to be uh, completely comfortable till probably August, September, maybe. So, I, but then there are other people who are still in that. I can't turn down spots. I can't make myself invisible on the scene. I've got to go out there. I got to be present. I got to post pictures for Instagram. I got to tweet shit. And they go out there and they put themselves in situations that maybe they regret later. And that's usually how you come to the that point where you allow yourself to say no. You kind of say yes one too many times to one too many like wrong things. And as a result of that, you're like, well, wait a minute that I can, I can just say no to any of this shit. It doesn't matter. You know, this is still about me. Um, question in the chat for my wife. Uh, would any of you open for Chris D'Elia? No. Before no. last week. I would I wouldn't even before <laughs> last week. I wouldn't open
3: this is, for that's that. An, that's honestly an interesting one. I'm going to have to say...
1: His audience, was before last week, his audience would have been a bunch of college kids, kids well, so I the fit would be bad.
3: Go with his... I can't make his audience laugh anyway. We've
1: know? had this conversation about... Um, and granted, Joe Rogan hasn't been accused of the things that Crystal has been accused of, but just in general... Joe Rogan putting Alex Jones on his show and putting people like Milo Yiannopoulos on his show. Would we, if he invited us on to promote our next album or our podcast, would we go? Um, And I've thought about that. Like I might possibly go. I would maybe call him out on bullshit, to you know the way Bill Burr did last week. But um, there's a self promotion part of it, and then there's the well, do I want to sort of get in bed? Do I? I get more fans, but I get his fans. So I want his fans and add into that, the crystal situation, which is it's going to be like the Shane Gillis thing. He's going to do shows where they're going to try to give him cover by having female openers, maybe young female openers. They're going to ask every town he goes to, uh, whatever 25 year old two year in girl open micro. They're going to say, Hey, do you want to open for it? Crystal And, Give him cover, basically. I the current situation, I don't know that I would open for him anyway, just for the fit of it. But even the optics at this point, I would probably just stay away.
3: Yeah, the problem the yeah. problem with that is that you that you get the Chris D'Elia stink on you. That's, yeah, that's the problem is that you get the stink on you. It's not just I'm somebody here who's doing a show, and I'm going to get this money, and um, that's going to be that. You get the you get the stink on you, do you want that stink on you are you Are you prepared to have that stink on you?
1: We it's know just people will
3: follow you around for a minute.
1: We know people who have opened I for think louis c k
3: said you know well, Whitney said you know she doesn't like about that
1: I mean does. Whitney Cummings and him were tight apparently for a long time, and she right. came out against and denounced him, but we know people who've opened for louis c k in the last couple of years.
0: Right, you know, I know women who. We know women
3: who.
1: Oh, remember we
0: had that argument like a couple years ago when I was first on the podcast. I told you he coming back. They're gonna let him back in.
3: I I knew he would. It's it's that's uh, Dalia will be back. Don't think he won't be. That's not a. That's.
0: I think the thing with a person like Dalia though was he wasn't. A lot of people never really found him remarkably funny.
3: Oh, he's got a fan base. Other comics may not have found him funny, but he has a he has a strong fan base.
0: Well, that that's the kind of things that
3: having a strong fan
0: base. Yeah. And and that's what we run into. Like, these are real decisions that you have to make now. These are things that are coming up with our opportunities being fewer and far between, possibly um, in the future.
1: What do you do when you do when you get an opportunity like that? Uh, well, and it, it goes back to me. I always go back to when Chappelle was on inside the actor's studio and he said his father said to him, name your price. And if the price is too high, get out. And it's easy to say that. And when it's just an abstract idea. But when the club comes to you and says, yeah. hey, do you want to open for one of the biggest comics in the country? Um, and, you know, you're going to get 2000 more Twitter followers at the end of the weekend. And you're going to get maybe even more than that. You're going to maybe, maybe he'll take me on the road. Maybe he'll, maybe his manager will be with him, especially these guys who've been through the social media dragging. Next time they come through town, guess what? They have like their whole crew with them. They have their manager, their agent, because they're sort of want to be insulated and protected. But his manager is going to see me now. And you start having, you know, you start having those delusions. And so you think, well, maybe it is worth it. Not because I want to work with this guy, but because I want to, promote myself as a comic. And isn't that, I mean, there's a level of exploitation in everything with comedy. I mean, that's all we do is we allow the clubs to exploit us by paying us very little money to fluff up the crowd for the headliner. So, you know, you can easily rationalize. It's not about Louis CK or Chris D'Elia. It's about me helping myself. I've been doing this for years. I deserve to be further. You know what? Let me use this as a springboard. So now sitting here, we can all have this conversation as an abstract conversation and say, no way. But when that opportunity is presented, a lot of people, I think, would find a way to rationalize doing. Oh, it. I would.
0: I would. I, and I would probably fucking talk myself into it a million times. But I think one of the things that I do now, um, I talk with my wife about it. Like, hey, what do you think? Like, what does this How does this feel? Because getting on a stage no more on, doesn't no longer only affect me. Right. You know what I mean, like I got to come home with that if I'm on stage with somebody who says some, you know, what I mean, some clown shit on stage, then I got to bring that. I got to walk back in the house with that. You know what I mean? This is I have it a choice before I wanted to get on there. And those are some of the things that I want to I just would like to talk about, point out. Uh These are some of the real everything isn't always funny about the comedy game. And sometimes we have like some really. Um, intense conversations on what we want to do moving forward. And if we take this, uh, um, take this route, then it'll open up these things. But in order to take this route, I might have to eat this dick. Maybe not
1: literally, but. Well, and we sacrifice a lot to do comedy. I mean, you're sacrificing time away from your family to begin with. You're sacrificing hours every evening or four nights a week or whatever, Uh, to go do it. And so it's like, well, I've sacrificed so much. I'd like to see a return on this investment. And they're offering me this open at the Warner theater for Crystalia for, you know, two nights or three nights or whatever. And you can say, well, this just, that's just another sacrifice. You know, you can definitely talk yourself into that. Um, The thing is saying no is also a sacrifice because you're sacrificing visibility for your career. So one way or the other you're, you're going to compromise some part of what you're trying to do as a comic, you know? And so you have to be, there's going to be part of you. that's not going to like either one of those decisions.
0: It is. And I, and this is a whole thing with me. It's just not, doesn't just touch on stage. Um, what I'm projecting, what I'm doing, what I'm talking about, what I represent, um, is something with the podcast and whatever we're going to be doing with this thing and how it takes shape. Um, I would like to start, I'm going to reach out and just have some honest conversations too about, um, black and brown, uh, relationships and how it is that I view myself within my community and how I view myself within like the black community, how, um, I relay that point across to my sons, um, and it's one of those things, like right now, one of the things that i'm sh- not struggling with, but it's one of the things that 's popping up between me and my son is how he um views himself um, how does he- he's struggling right now he doesn 't fit into a nice pocket, basically, so does so he doesn't
3: in- have a pocket out, does he have a pocket out there to fit into you he-,
0: he does it he does it, so mean- what he's learning and what we 're talking about, and again, this kind of comes full circle and Um, To what we talk about, like when you move out to like a place like Ashburn, like I said, I love um, I love my property value. But there's also points that you lose in community and culture and diversity. Um, It's diverse as fuck is out here, but it's not a community environment, if that makes sense.
3: Howard Bryant, Howard Bryant wrote that the. um, You know what assimilation means to black people? is how assimilation for black people means how, how far and fast can you get away from blackness? Oh, 100%. Is how, how much blackness can you get off yourself in order to be assimilated? You know, uh, putting your kids into a uh, I, I Believe me, I worry about it here, too. It's putting your kids into a system where there's no one who looks like them. No teachers who look like them, no one who looks like them. You know, it's oppressive. I worry about it here. Although I have it I have it better here. Believe me, I have it far better here than you have it there. You know, my daughter's school, the principal is a black woman. The vice principal is a gay black man. The, the head of counseling is another black woman, and they are bull And <laughs> They make no qualms about it. So I have it far better here. But as far as her peers and stuff like that, there's not a lot of black kids here.
0: And we see it. I mean, i seen it with my other son when we were, uh, were, when we are, we're going through his transition and things that we are trying to advocate for him in school that you would think a place that had the taxpayer dollars and the diversity that we supposedly have in this area, that they would be built to withstand that, to implement like new changes. And they're not as quick. To do that, they've been supportive in many instances, but they also have kind of threw up some kind of vague roadblocks to things that, um, if you're not advocating for your kids, that just won't get done. My wife don't play that shit; she'd be up in the school in a heartbeat if she doesn't agree with something or uh, something's going on. But it's it's trying to figure this whole game out now that we're out in the suburbs and our eyes are a lot more open and. Um, shit. We're thinking about buying another place in a couple years and expanding the family. We want more kids
1: out Uh, there. Uh,
0: yeah. Staying out here. Um, and we've been having conversations about things like this. And when you, are we losing the diversity? Are we losing culture? Are we, um, going to possibly lose out on an opportunity because we leave a place that is growing and is turning and changing? because of a few instances of what we're seeing like on a death rattle these are things that we have to talk about and these are things that we're gonna weigh um with our kids and and even for myself man in the quarantine i'm making jokes and shit that i'm puerto rican as fuck but um i just been kind of getting back to my roots and the very simple things even to like making a pot of rice or uh, you know what I mean cultural foods related to me and, getting that point across to my like my son and he's struggling with who he is Um, because like I said he Puerto Ricans I think we're like four of us out here in Ashburn you know what I mean like they don't know you know what I mean everybody's El Salvadoran. Latin is Central American because that's who works a primary a majority of jobs and things in the area and trying to figure how we're going to play this like with the little one that we got moving forward. Like, what do we want to do with her? Like I joke about it, but one of the things I thought about doing was just getting a fucking compound. (laughs) Like we just go buy a place and I stick my brother on this motherfucker. And you're going to have like, you're
1: going to raise chickens and all that kind of stuff. I'm not
0: doing all that (laughs) shit, but I try, I want (laughs) to have my people near me. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's something that I'm really thinking about. Like we want to, maybe we want to bring some more kids. We want to adopt. We want to do whatever we want to do. Where's the little one going to get her diversity from though? That's something that we thinking about. Um, I think got, one of the things she's
3: that. got A black grandfather, you know, a, a Puerto Rican father, which which also means black. Uh, she's got a black mother, part black mother, part Latin mother, which means black. <laughs> Not white. Let's just say that.
0: Yeah. Where is she going to get her diversity? From? It starts with us. And now I know that even more now. Um, I, I mean, I told this to Andy the other day and where were we sitting at on time,
1: Andy? Oh, I don't know. We're like an hour, a little right. more than an I'm hour.
3: I'm about to jump off, but I, before I jump off, cause I got to, we're going out of town for a couple of days. So I'll say this, um, Nicole Hannah Jones writes about, uh, she writes extensively about school segregation as well. She's the one who did the 1619 project. That's her, okay. that's her whole mind thing. But before that, she wrote extensively about school integration in New York and how fucked up school integration is in New York. And she's in a position where she could put her daughter into basically any school she wanted to because she has money, you know. But for her, it was, I'm going to put her into my neighborhood in Brooklyn school, which is majority black and um, not as high-achieving as other schools she said, whatever trade-off she makes in academics, whatever, I will make that trade for her to be, for her to get cultural resonance. You know what I'm saying? saying? She's like, I'll make that trade. Because she's in a position where she was like, I can afford any type of tutor she needs as far as her academics or whatever. That doesn't matter to me. What's more important to me is her um, culturally, you know, on my on my level for me is i oftentimes say that i don't particularly care what kind of daughters what kind of grades my daughter makes now let's not i'm not trying to raise a dum-dum, but it's more important to me that she should be a, that she be a, a a good well-developed person as opposed to just some smarty pants who's an asshole so i care more about that type of stuff than i do about A's A's and B's and stuff like that. I'm lucky she gets A's and, and that's great. And, and that's it, but it's more important to me that she be a better, more well-rounded person who cares about other cultures, let's say, and stuff like that. And like I said, I'm lucky just because I'm in the position I'm in. You know, I don't know what to tell you how to work it out for you because you're out there. There's advantages of living out there but
0: there's a lot of disadvantages. I think one of the things that we're going to always look at and tackle first is what we're doing at the crib. And then from the crib, we'll start figuring the things out. And I'll be honest. um, And uh, before you leave, uh, and again, thank you, Rest Randolph, Terrence, ladies and gentlemen, for those who don't know. Um, But uh, it's just trying to figure this out from the, within the, the five of us at the house now and how we talk to each other, having these real honest conversations with my wife about the future of basically our family and how we want to go about this. Cause I do see the negativity of, of basically the assimilation of how when we came out here and, but then I see the pluses of me coming out here. Um, and those are things that I want to talk about, uh, have honest conversations with. I have a couple people lined up to have these conversations with about, uh, who we are as brown people in our community, who we are uh, um, communicating in, in the community with our black brothers and sisters and how, you know what I mean, we're tied, How that, what that means to us. For me, it's a totally different thing than it was for my wife who grew up in Herndon, Virginia. Now it's a totally different thing on how I relate this to my son who didn't grow up like me, you know what I mean? He just kind of imitated everything that he sees from me. And now he's trying to become his own person and he doesn't know what to do because he ain't me. You know what I mean? And he's not supposed to be me. And um, he's also he, 17. Right.
1: Yeah. So he's going gonna... to have, he's to figure it out. But I mean,
0: he, he's, is... he's running to some things in the school. Like what the fuck are you? Like literally like people yeah. coming up to like, why the fuck do you look like that? There's or
3: nobody what? around because there's nobody around who, who relates to him. And that's the thing about cultural cachet versus school learning.
1: Yep. Before I, well, yeah, I guess the the question kind of comes down to, I mean, if you can put your kid in a diverse, let's say, school environment, it's easier to make up for the school deficiency than it would be to put them in, you know, a, a, exactly. a white school and then make up for the cultural deficiency. Exactly. Although maybe you can, maybe if there's a ton of extended family around, you can make up for the cultural deficiency, but it depends on what you have available to you to what you have to make up yeah. for all the slack gonna, you have to pick up
3: but culture but culture is what happens around you is culture is what you're immersed in and what happens around you every day yeah and you're not immersed in a culture that is conducive to him a right. That he would be a part of now he can wedge himself into this culture but we've all seen how that goes right you know, yeah. for those of yeah. us who look like who look like this you know um I'll say that, you know, it's, it's somehow the absence of colors is supposed to make things better in our society, that the school system is better if there's an absence of color into it. And if you start to add color, then the school system is worse. And I, I reject that. Hey, thank you, Tim. It looks like the Hodgkin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> <it> looks-
2: <laughs> well,
3: you know, I reject that. The absence of color doesn't make things better. That's what they. It took me a long time to to realize that, but I reject that. The absence of color doesn't make things better. Yeah. Anything the absence of color can fuck around with the Hodge twins. Is that better? The Hodge twins. Is that is that better?
1: No. It's not better for anyone, really. I mean, even they're struggling.
3: You know. (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) They could have been personal trainers, you know, living a nice modest life somewhere.
0: Right. Right. Now they're now they're just cooning it up for coins and got a million followers on Instagram.
3: And a and a a plurality of color also helps our white brothers and sisters too, right, Andy? It also yeah. helps our white brothers and sisters too to have a plurality of color around them. Yeah.
1: At the same
3: time, so
1: which I mean, that's yeah, that can help. White people can use that, manipulate that too, and be like, you know, get that gives them cover to to sort of be bigoted and say, well, I grew up around. I'm not racist. I grew up, all my friends were black and all my friends were Puerto Rican. And and here's how I feel. And, you know, they
3: they didn't take the lessons.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's just that they were, they were sort of, they had a barrier between them and the culture. They were sort of, you know,
0: similar to Houston. But they're from Asheville, North Carolina. They're from NASCAR country. Right. That's where they're from. You know what I mean? I picked it up as soon as I met them. You know what I mean? Like, i like, I've, in a handshaking and in a, in the first couple talks, you know what I mean? Words out of a person's mouth, you can figure out a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was just. You motherfuckers.
3: Yeah, it's a lot of that shit. Oh, you motherfuckers. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. So we, I figured a lot. But what they do know is about masterminding that coin. You know what I mean? Like, and, and those are the things that, looking back, hindsight wait, wait, 2020. Wait, wait, yeah, I ain't with it. Well, um, so. <laughs> hey, man, I thank you for being All right, on. Guys. I appreciate it. Randolph, Terrence, everybody.
3: All right. Let me. The All right, I'll see y'all. Hey, everybody, y'all be safe tonight.
1: All right, and I'm taking Randolph off.
3: You take me off?
1: Yeah, and uh, mute the mic. All right. So where are we at, Andy? We're, we're like an hour 15 into this thing, I think.
0: All right, well, Something let's like look. That. Well, you want to wrap it up, or you want to keep moving?
1: I think it's a good place to wrap up. Okay. I think, um, I think we had a good talk. We had some good cameos.
0: We did, and like, (laughs) and listen, we're a podcast family. on On some of the things, Um, we all know each other. We all work with each other. I was hoping the homie Frankie would come on, but she'll be on on the next show. Um, Another thing I want to start doing is uh, asking some real questions. um, From listen, I used to be. I am trash. I'm reform trash. I'm like. I'm basically, I was trash and I got turned into a playground to give back to the community. Have you ever been been to Virginia Beach? I've been recycled. Have you been to Virginia Beach before? Yeah, my people's is from Virginia
1: Beach, man. Have you been to Mount Trashmore? No. They have, there's a place called Mount Trashmore, all right? Oh, is there? It took a bunch of trash, made a big hill out of it, and covered it. It's all grass. It's like a big park, but it's literally called Mount Trashmore. I got to get the shirt. Yeah, you should. I mean, that's that's kind of what you're talking about. You were you were a big pile of trash.
0: I was a big pile of trash
1: for now a long time. Flowers growing on you. Yeah, the flowers. They turn me into
0: a fucking playground for handicapped <laughs> kids. Uh, I'm helping out the community now. I'm a slide, like, yeah. And I want to bring in people who can help us not be trash and can reform us and help back into the community. So, uh, community, community. Man, I got to drink some water. Close uh, enough. You know, it's been oh, an hour did I fucking tell you, um oh some other shit too man that's all over the place uh I'm gonna be doing some real ass reviews and shit i'm I told you Andy, I'm gonna do uh that this to- testosterone replacement therapy uh, that I found on Instagram. Hopefully, I don't grow test or some shit out of it but you didn't
1: consult a- do- we got to to explain you did not consult your doctor on this.
0: No, so they send you this shit, right? You give blood tests.
1: Is this the stuff with Frank Thomas in the commercial?
0: No, this ain't fucking NuGenics, man. This is some real shit. Like you send, you do blood tests in, you send the blood tests out, you and shit out, and then they, you get in contact with like a doctor and you talk about like your fucking levels and shit, and they come up with a plan. Okay. So I'm gonna try that shit. So,
1: so, but you do give them blood and they test it for testosterone.
0: Yeah, they test it and test your levels and shit, man. You know, I don't want
1: to. Maybe I should dig up the email. Years ago, on Three Guys On, we got an email from a woman. Uh-huh. Um, she was, I think, in her mid-30s, and she was with a guy who was also in his mid-30s, okay? And, you know, those commercials come on TV, like, do you have low tea? Yeah. Ask your doctor about your tea. Get and it'd be the out.
0: old-ass motherfucker with the, with the abs on it and shit.
1: Yeah, but... but like, around your 30s you could you could i mean your testosterone starts to go down in in your 40s naturally but i think some people it plummets and they don't necessarily know they have it and of course these commercials are trying to sell a drug so they were just like you might have low T." well this woman who emailed us um she convinced her boyfriend i mean i don't think they were married but i think they were like living together convinced him to go get checked for low t because he just had he's lethargic and i don't know He just had all the symptoms turns out he had low t and he started taking testosterone and, he started, and broke fuck, up. he started wanting to fuck every woman he saw and he left her <laughs> he left her so you got to be careful <laughs> I'm not with the taking-
0: yeah, but I'm not trying to be doing meathead bodybuilding shit. Like, I'm sometimes this you guy working was just in the p- garden and then you want, you need that extra oomph to lay it in your wife's garden.
1: And that's where <laughs> I'm at right now. You know I'm what I'm I'm just saying, you got to be careful with how much tea. I'm, I'm going to see if I can still find an email in my inbox. How much tea you're I taking? bet you that motherfucker was,
0: I, I bet you he was milligrammed the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I did that shit before. You know what I mean? I know what the shit is about, but no, nah, like, like, I was watching some shit the other day about big motherfuckers who just pumping, like, 1,000 milligrams but just want to be the biggest motherfucker at Gold's Gym and shit. Like, right. you need to kill yourself when you're doing that, in my opinion. But that's just me. But, I, nah, this – I'm getting, man, 42. I ain't I ain't firing off on all cylinders, dog. I got a V6 and only five is gone.
1: <laughs> I'm <laughs> My shit is – But that was kind of sudden, wasn't it? I mean, that was – you were, like – Nah. You were it, Mr. I, Bodies in Motion – You were doing kettlebells all over, the, throwing them around on your Instagram every day. I
0: was, man. I uh, was.
1: Wearing Jordans to the gym. Like, you had a whole thing going. I was 40, but I'm 42 now, dog. Like,
0: I've been doing this for five years. I think when you first met me, I probably was at my peak. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I was, you remember saw me when I was, remember I was big as a fucking house. And then my shit just started going down. And one of the reasons is, uh, and I have a negative reaction to the gym because when I when I was my biggest or I was fucking looked the dopest, to be blunt, was probably how I felt the worst inside. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was fucking miserable. Like, I was on some bodybuilding shit, looked like a beast.
1: Well, it takes that's so resource intensive. All your time, all your energy, all yeah, your thoughts. man. And for me, that before, like, I kind of
0: opened up my mind to really get help in therapy. I think it's only been about four about six years that I really made the change that I want to get some help and shit. Do you want to, do you want to hear the low T email
1: that we got? Hold on real quick. All right.
0: Um, matter of fact, yeah, read that shit, read that shit.
1: This is from 2014, 2014, pull it up. So this, this woman, um, sends us this. So I was dating my guy for about five months. His backstory is he's 38 and three years out of a 10 year marriage. I'm the first girl he has seriously dated since the divorce. I'm 36 prior to me. He always felt he had low T. So about a month ago, he found a doctor to prescribe him testosterone, his sex drive and aggressiveness in bed jumped way up. And I loved it. That part, all caps, uh, because I also have a high sex drive. Our sex was fine before that, but he just became more horny more often with the therapy. And it just became a lot more fun because I could tease him with just my words play with them while we're chilling and stuff like that. So it just started to be exciting. So I started buying more lingerie, suggesting kinky things, just turning it up because I really enjoy sex and can honestly do two times a day if allowed, if time allowed. So fast forward to about a week or so ago. Two times me, a
0: day. That's a lot, dog. She, yeah. Well,
1: she's got a high T. I don't know, man. I think that's unnecessary. She's kind of selfish. Eat. Well, you sound like a guy with low T right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. This is probably the email they send to people to see how they react is how they they diagnose. I'm
0: saying, though, man, two times of aggressive fucking, that's a lot of fucking.
1: Well, she said she could do two. I don't know what his limit was before that, but. And I obviously was one. Yeah, but it was fine. Basically, she's saying it was fine. She says, so fast forward about a week or so ago, he tells me he wants to break up because he's curious and wants to fuck around with different women and not being anything exclusive and serious anymore. Needless to say, I was devastated because we were moving right along as an exclusive couple with no known issues, never an argument or anything, until testosterone replacement showed up. And he is dead serious about it, too. After we broke up, we were still hanging out, mainly because it was too sudden for me, and I still needed to see him and figure things out. Well, of course, I went through his shit, and just after we broke up, he went to set up a profile on Ashley Madison looking for oh, no
0: st- Is that
1: shit still going? Uh, I think Didn't they have like a huge data breach. and They had a data breach. I don't know if they're still going, but um, I mean, exactly. this is 2014. Throw, matter of fact, Tim, you
0: want to come on real quick? That shit ain't had nothing to do with the pills, dog. That had everything to do with her. <laughs>
1: Hold on. Does like, Tim want to come on?
0: Yeah. Like reading this email, there was something wrong with this. Listen, man, there was first of all, she scooped him up when he was all, all fucked up. <laughs> like did she? 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 I bet you she got like three cats because she like picking up strays,
2: man. Yeah, some was up, man. Two <laughs> two times a day, and
1: well, she wanted it he, two times a day. Yeah, she,
2: wa- she wanted two it two a times, day times is a day is a lot. <laughs> That, that's not the problem, though. No. It was something else going on. He, he found somebody else. That's what
1: happened. She says he went to Ashley Madison, set up a, a profile looking for no strings attached sex. Exactly what he said he wanted. We discussed it with no drama. And he just said he's really confused <laughs> because he has a hot girl in me that is really good to him. And he does and does things for him. And we have hot sex and I'm so chill and cool and don't nag him. But right now he just wants to fuck around. And that's that he's super curious. He said, he's torn between keeping me by his side and scratching this intense itch he has. Um, And then basically she asked us to decipher what's going on with the guy.
0: I agree with what Romaine said. The pills just gave him the excuse, the out. That's
2: it. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. I mean, also it could be like uh, he may have, you know, they're in a relationship. It may have been a lot of strings attached with that that, uh, twice a day. He may have had to rub some feet. Nigga, it's, uh-huh. it looks like you rubbing. Works. Why is your camera shaking so much? Because I'm holding my my iPad.
0: Oh, and then you just gonna go shake it a million more fucking. T- <laughs> well, she,
1: but here's, here's what she you said. Getting, this ain't my bad. <laughs> she said I started buying more lingerie because his sex drive went up. Suggested kinky things. She said, as an aside, I really enjoy sex and can honestly do it two times a day if time allows. No, allowed. no, 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 no. Okay. See,
0: she started buying (laughs) shit because she knew instantly this motherfucker was gone. Once he started laying the real pipe, the testosterone pipe, she knew, I can't keep this.
1: Oh, the the T-pipe. Yeah, that's a different pipe. pipe. Once the (laughs) T-pipe (laughs) came down. The T-dick. <laughs> but that could be you, Dominic. I'm just saying. That big T energy. Nah, man. Nah, man. Uh-uh. You just want the abs. You might have. You might have some other. You have dick. I don't, other, want, abs. The tea I don't big.
0: want abs. Like I said, I just want to be able to cut the grass and then come in and then beat it up. That's it. I just want so, to be able to multitask. That's it. That's, that's what, what I, I need this right shit.
1: You want slightly more than low T. You just want a little yeah. boost. Is that what you want? That's want to be normal and <laughs> shit, man.
0: You I want little even... tea. yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I want to lay point. down the brick and then lay down the pipe when I come in the house, man. That's it. I just want to have a little extra in the Corvette. Right now, I just be on three quarters of a tank. It's just. But it's what like are the? Are there side effects for the
1: T? The testosterone replacement?
0: Uh, oh yeah, that's probably there's side effects <laughs> and shit to it too. But again, it's all about what you're trying to do, the the levels to the shit. Right. You just want to, to right. mow your lawn. I just want to mow my lawn and then and then mow my other lawn.
1: I don't think that's, that hasn't been in any of the low T commercials.
2: (laughs) Just a new mowing lawn?
1: (laughs) 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 You ever ever wonder what it takes to get good edged grass? No nah, man, this Maybe shit is, your cold. Tea is low. I'm
2: telling
0: you, I'm gonna do the review, the whole nine. I'm gonna poke myself tomorrow, send it out, do the labs. I'm about to do the whole shit. I'm trying to get my shit back, man. So they send you a kit,
1: you, you you poke yourself, you draw a little blood, and send it back to them.
0: You send it back to them. You do the whole nine. It's a whole kit and shit. And that's <laughs> what I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna try it out, man. I said.
1: I'm just saying there might be a monster that is lurking inside that you're gonna. Nah, unleash. man,
0: cause I've been in this arena before. This ain't new shit for me, so I know what it does. You know what I mean, and I know like the levels of the shit that you got to. I'm I'm not doing nah, man. I just like I said, I just want to be. I want to hit the edges with the weed whacker, and then I want to use my weed whacker, <laughs> man. That's it. I just want to do it all in the same day. Not like Monday I cut the grass, two days I beat that ass. That's it. I don't want to. I'm tired of spacing my shit out. Do you yeah. think it's? It's diet thing though. I mean, nah, man, it's it's it's. it's I ain't got it. I know. I used to have it, dog. Oh. I ain't got it. I could feel it. I ain't got it. It's you know, once you get over
1: forty, though, your body gets more sensitive to what. And you the eat. other thing is,
0: when you work out heavy you and you've already pushed your body to a certain limit, you kind of deplete those levels. You take yourself to a point that when you come back, you don't. Regress back to the the median. You you you
1: regress even further. Oh, like your like your body is sort of expecting a certain level yeah, of. Work. Dude, I
0: was a wicked workout person. Like yeah. I worked out five to six times a week, always. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And I was, I had my body fat was less than like eight nine percent. Sometimes
1: there was a change. I mean, you used to have your Instagram used to be a lot of like not just workout videos but motivational shit about get out there you got to get out there and yeah. do it and then like literally like mm-hmm. 6 months later you're like who needs abs <laughs> like you
0: that was, once you get your dicks up with no abs, dog, you just be like, I, I did a lot of work for nothing. Yeah, and then all of us were
1: privately saying, like, is Dominic's tea okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: No, but uh, yeah, man, I can't. It, it's, I can't do it. I'm on. I'm gonna check it out and see what's happening, man. People don't want to talk about this shit, but it's real shit. When you get in your forties and shit, and you're trying to stay active and shit, and you're just like yawning like this motherfucker eating Hello Fresh.
2: It's ten o'clock. I've been up since six. <laughs>
1: Well, how's your tea, though? I mean, maybe it's uh, a tea I, problem.
2: I, it may be a tea <laughs> problem. I don't know. I, I'm going to see what happens. All right,
0: man. Well, let's get ready to wrap this up, Tim. I thank you for coming on, my brother. Yeah, um, man.
2: You missed it, brother. Uh, <laughs>
0: next time we have you on, I want to take a roll down, a stroll down um, 90s and 2000s hip-hop one one-hit wonders. Exactly. Yeah, right. hit wonders. Absolutely. One hit wonders. Um, Me and Tim had a couple ideas that we threw back and forth where we kind of review um albums and shit from the '90s and uh and 2000 that we kind of came up. We'll talk about it. That's something that we'll do. We'll bring up here on the show. So uh, a lot of, of skillo yeah, yeah. chat. A lot of yeah. <laughs>
2: <A> lot of, <laughs> Amod, remember Amod? Oh yep. my god! <laughs> yeah,
0: man. Uh, you know what brought that shit up? I started. I really listened to the lyrics of "Want to Be a Baller." Yeah. That shit is terrible. That shit yeah. is horrific, dog.
2: <laughs> but that's why it has such a crossover appeal. White pe- white people love shit like that. It's like Young MC, all that yeah. nonsense. Huh? Uh, Sir Mix-A-Lot.
0: What,
2: what a me, that's a, Sir Mix-A-Lot, what? No, man. Oh, wait a minute. Sir Mix-A-Lot had, whatchamacallit? My posse on Broadway. He has Broadway some bangers. Broadway, too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Some bangers. I just recently found out, maybe two or three years ago, that that was uh, Sir Mix-A-Lot.
0: My posse is on Broadway? Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's what we're going to do.
2: He got a house. He got a show on TV where he rebuilds houses now. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, you Him saw that Sir Mix-A-Like or Vanilla Ice? Yeah. No, it was Sir mix a lot. Listen, man, 2D Extreme was a he, badass is, album.
1: Is, is he mixing concrete? Is that what he's mixing a lot? Yeah. Sir <laughs>
0: Fix-A-Lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Hey, when are you doing
2: your podcast? Okay. Like two weeks from now?
1: <laughs> Every Dominic week. talking shit.
2: Read the room. You guys check it out. Not, I know these people. Never mind.
1: Read the room.
0: All right. Room, man. And leave the room. Thank you for leave coming. the room. All right. See y'all. All right. Well, Andy, <laughs> our friends were on. This was fun. We got the first one out. So we got nine more to go to kind of beat our record.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's you want to do every week. So we can every week by like August, September. We should be. Uh, we should have some After, momentum with this thing. We should
0: have about nine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be available. Uh, but we'll also be doing other things. I'll have interviews I'm throwing up. Uh, reach out to me if you're listening. Um, if there's anything that you would like to talk about, um, hit me up on Instagram or Facebook. Um, I'm primarily on Instagram a lot more. Just a simple fact, Andy knows Instagram makes me feel more better than yeah, Facebook does.
1: Yeah. Well, and and you don't have a dedicated email for the podcast yet. So No, not
0: yet. So let's stick to the Instagram. Um, hit me up. And take messages Um, we can talk about some things. Like I said, I'll have my sons on here in some episodes in the future so we can talk about some real shit, um, and just get some feedback from you guys on what's going on. But, uh, thank you for listening to everybody that came in and listened in the chat. I really appreciate y'all, um, jumping in. Uh, this is the first one. We'll be here every Monday at nine o'clock in some way, somehow. Yeah. Um, I don't, we might as well just leave the shit live on Mondays. And if you want to come in, you come in.
1: Well, yeah, we could stream it live on Facebook and YouTube. Ultimately, but um, okay, I mean, this video, you can set up a page for the podcast, put the video up. You know, maybe tomorrow, right. tomorrow or something. So
0: we'll put this up on iTunes. Um, you can catch us on iTunes Podbean. Hopefully, everything works here in the next couple of days. We'll have this. And up this on episode,
1: Wednesday. we'll we'll post it as a three on our three guys on feed on Thursday.
0: Oh, perfect! Perfect. To plug
1: perfect. it because we didn't record a Thursday episode this week anyway. So I'll put that out and then I'll plug it. To um, by then we'll have like maybe a links for the actual podcast every week. All right. So so
0: next week we'll have a couple of people on. I'm hoping maybe in the next week or two, like I said, I'll have jamali Maddox on from uh, Hate Thy Neighbor. Uh, maybe possibly taking questions with that interview. I'm also going to be interviewing uh, Sean Kurt Rivera from uh, 90s R&B group. As yet, I met this homie on Instagram. We're going to talk about 90s R&B and that early 2000s R&B, which was probably the, the height of uh, R&B groups. Everybody in those videos dressed like you're dressed like right, right now. Yes, they are. Yeah, we're going to talk about that video. Man, you should see this video. They are in all white. They you got, need like a wind
1: machine right now to get your got, robe flowing.
0: Yeah, man, I got choker chains on. I'm, I got to <laughs> talk to this brother about that time frame. It's man. always raining. Uh, um, we got my homie Orlando Labo from uh, Labor from uh, HBO and his uh, uh, HBO comedy special, adorable. I'll have on here in the next couple weeks. Um, and if there's anybody that you guys want to point this way, or you think that we, we want to uh, have an interview, uh, just let us know, man. But again, uh, I thank you for listening to the first episode of The Mind Is Dom. Um, it's just a little something of what we're gonna do. Uh, I'm Dominic Rivera. I'm Andy Klein. And this is the Mind of Dom. Peace, y'all.